What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast. My name is Keaton, and I am your host. I hope you're having a good day today and a good week so far. I know it's Monday, um, and I know we just had daylight savings time. But and I don't know about you, but I actually I actually love daylight savings at least in the spring. I don't like it in the winter because I don't like the dark nights coming in at 4 p.m., but I do like sunlight until 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. or 8.30, and, you know, sign me up for that. I was uh, scrolling through social media yesterday, and everybody had opinions about um, about daylight savings, and there were, like, calls to abolish it, and I saw that, um, what was it, like 70% of Americans are like, get rid of daylight savings, and I'm like great do that but just keep it on the summer cycle so that we can have sunlight all the time just because i love sunlight so i'm in a good mood i hope you're in a good mood and it's because of the sunlight today i want to continue talking about what manhood is as i started a few weeks ago with manhood is responsibility and last week we did manhood is fun and i want to continue that (coughs) sort of mini series excuse me (coughs) got a little tickle in my throat Um, I want to continue that little series. Now, my definition of manhood has not changed. I still think if you were to say, hey, what is manhood? I'd say manhood is responsibility. But I do think there are some other elements that I want to include in that, like manhood is fun or what we're going to be talking about today, which is manhood is hupanome, which is the Greek word, at least the biblical Greek word for steadfast. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. But before we get into that, Uh, please like and subscribe this podcast and leave a review. It really helps us out. And if you would, please share this podcast with a friend or on social media uh, with other men in your life. We really believe what we're trying to do here with this podcast and other projects is important and your support is vital to to our work. Um, And the best way you can make that happen is leaving a review, sharing it with some friends, sharing it on social media. And honestly, if you don't like this podcast, well, just pretend you've never heard of it and move on with your life. And that's great, too, because uh, I don't <laughs> I don't want to have to try to come back from negative reviews. Uh, so just pretend you've never, ever even heard of this podcast. OK, so today's topic, manhood is hupanome. That's H-U-P-O-N-O-M-E. Sometimes it's spelled with a Y, H-Y-P instead of a U. Um, Still the same word, and it means steadfast uh, in its English translation. I actually wrote a paper uh, during an internship on this word, uh, on hupanome. I was doing an internship at a church when I was 25, and each intern had to give a little, like, devotional talk to encourage the interns, and it had to be about 15 minutes. But uh, I'm not exactly brief, and so 15 minutes is like, how am I going to talk for only 15 minutes? Um, I'm either like completely silent or I'm going to talk for an hour. That's just kind of (laughs) like, I haven't found that nice middle ground where I can be brief. So I found a loophole. I did my 15 minute talk and then I wrote a 35, 3,500 word paper on the word hupanome uh, for all the interns to read. And not a single person read it because it was 3,500 words. And who wants to read a 3,500 word paper? Um, and I went and looked in for that paper because I wanted to find some notes on it. And as I was scrolling through, I was just laughing at 25-year-old me thinking, like, what were you doing <laughs> right, right in this paper? Um, but here we are, and we're going to talk about it again. And I, I want to talk about this first, but I want to ask a couple questions. Uh, what do you do when life sucks? Like, like, what do you do when your job gets really hard or your marriage is in strife or you just feel directionless 
or what do you what do you do when there's other people in your life who are having a really hard time when life sucks for them like these are people that you love say your wife is just going through it if you're married or whatever your situation is like what do you do when life sucks or what about when the world seems like it's in utter chaos like the world at large or just your own personal world like the last two years since COVID hit the like since it hit the world stage it's just been one thing after another after another after another and now we've got this war happening between Russia and Ukraine and the American economy is all out of whack and we're paying so much money for gas it hurts and it's just like one thing after another And, and you know based on the numbers the statistics that people have been taking from the last two years this chaos, this turmoil is having an effect on people's mental health, on uh, alcohol addiction, drug abuse, those kinds of things. But like, what do we do when this kind of thing happens? In the last three weeks, I've had three conversations, all with men under 25, about life and how nothing seems to be working for them. Like not a thing. They get hit, hit roadblocks. They're getting frustrated. They're just like, life is not what I thought it would be. And because what I do for a living, I have these conversations all the time. And it seems like there's this mid-20s crisis that hits young men when they start to realize life is actually not what we thought it would be. And I remember going through that. It sucked. I remember like after my first internship at a church, you know, I was working in a restaurant before that, did this internship. And then when the internship was over, I didn't have a plan for what I was going to do with my life. And so I started driving for Lyft. And that, I mean, that was humbling and that sucked. I I mean, for three months I was driving for Lyft because I, I didn't really know what I was doing. And it took a long time before my life got any sort of direction. So I know what that's like. And I'm sure that there's like some of my listeners, even if you're mid-20s, late-20s, or even in your later stages of life, sometimes you hit a point where you're like... <laughs> life just sucks. I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what, what's the purpose of any of this? Like, uh, what do you do? And so those men, those men I talked to this last week, I give the exact same advice to all of them. And it's advice that I think is lost on us in the comfortable American West where we live. Um, and it's advice that I learned from pops, of course, learned so much from pops. And I always say to him, some things cannot be fixed and some things can't be solved. They just need to be endured. Or as pops would say it, this is a time for you to embrace the desert. You're going to hate it, but later you will look back and you will be thankful for this time. I think the first time he said that to me, I was living in Texas and life was just terrible. My own doing. Um, And I think I cried every night for almost a month and I was so frustrated at life And I was occasionally having these panic attacks where the only relief I could find was going for a long run. And at all the time, he'd tell me, son, you just need to endure this and let it have its way in you. Let it have its way in me. I want relief. (laughs) You know, I want relief. And before we get to hupanome, before we get to endurance and steadfastness, let's talk about something that we in America, we do everything we can to avoid. Let's talk about suffering. Yay! Making all kinds of friends over here. If you listen to the man I want, or uh, manhood is responsibility. You remember I talked about laziness. Now we're going to talk about suffering. So we're just making all kinds of friends over here. 
Now, when we think of suffering, most of us, we're going to think of sickness or poverty or what the citizens of Ukraine are currently experiencing and or something along those lines. And yet that is suffering. That's immense suffering. I wouldn't wish that on on anyone. But that's not the only suffering. It's, suffering actually means anything or any experience that's unpleasant that we are subjected to. It just it happens to us. We didn't necessarily cause it. It just sort of happens to us. Or the biblical definition from the Hebrew is a it's a pressing together, a pressure, a tribulation or distress. And in America, we will do anything to avoid pressure or distress or tribulation. And we will avoid pressure or distress or suffering or tribulation to the point where when suffering happens, the first thing we start to think is there must be something wrong with me. That's why we have drugs advertised to us. You know, you got a problem, take a pill. Work getting, work's getting hard. There must be something wrong. You must not be following your passion. Maybe you just need a new job. Stressful week, better have a drink. This type of mentality, it's our attempt to avoid any kind of suffering, any kind of pressure, any kind of tribulation, and it's coping. That's what it is. It's coping. We are a coping culture, but making more friends here, that makes us weak. And when we are weak, Things that are not actually difficult seem impossible. I say this all the time. I say weak things break easily because it's true. Weak things do break easily. Strong things do not break easily. And I think a lot of, a lot of American culture, especially in our men, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to be rude or, but this was me. A lot of times we, we're like weak in our inner man. And I looked up some, I looked up some words, some antonyms to steadfast, because that's what this podcast is about. It's about being steadfast because no one wants to be weak. Um, So I looked up some antonyms and some of the antonyms, the opposites of the words, they were enlightening and they stung a little bit. Um, Because just because I'm talking about steadfast doesn't mean I'm steadfast all the time. I want to be steadfast, but a lot of times I am not. So here's some antonyms, afraid, dishonest, disloyal, soft, weak, unreliable, yielding, untrustworthy. If you think about these words, are they, are they describing the man you want to be? I know they're not describing the man I want to be. I don't ever want to be described by any of those words ever in my life. And look, suffering of all sorts, it's not going anywhere. It's going to come. It shows no partiality. It comes to all, you know, no partiality. Life is beautiful, it's wonderful, but it's also really hard and it's also really difficult at times. And just because there's something really hard or really difficult going on doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or necessarily wrong with your situation that needs to be fixed or escaped. Sometimes it just needs to be endured. Most times it just needs to be endured. There's a pressure to life, especially as your responsibilities increase. If you don't want pressure in your life, don't get married, don't have kids. Your responsibilities are going up and the pressure to be a good husband and a good father, they go up a lot. And that pressure is good. It's going to do something inside of you. Money and power and comfort, they're not going to protect you from suffering at all. They're insufficient. Their material needs for spiritual realities, they're not going to be able to save you from it. Um, What we need is internal strength. We need strength of mind, strength of spirit. And the only way I know how to get strong in the inner man is to embrace suffering by being steadfast. It's the only way that I'm aware of. And part of being a man is being steadfast. 
steadfast when your life is hard and definitely when steadfast is or being being and definitely being steadfast excuse me when those around you are having a really hard time um like your your wife and your children if you're married that's the time where you, you got to be a rock you got to be steadfast so steadfast in biblical greek at least I don't know about modern Greek. It's that word, hupanome. You'll hear me use hupanome interchangeably with endurance, steadfast uh, throughout this podcast. And we're going to get into some of the Bible verses regarding this word in just a minute. But I want to go through the best definition that I have found for the word hupanome. It like it gets me all fired up. All right. So here's the definition of hupanome. It's a courageous endurance that defies evil. Far from being passive, this quality involves an active resistance to hostile powers. It describes a wounded soldier who endures the pain and keeps fighting the enemy. It describes the ability of a plant to live under harsh conditions. It describes a man who loves honor more than anything else and stands firm in the face of those who would persuade him to act dishonestly. Oof. Rewind that pod, rewind this podcast and write that definition down and rewind it till you get that whole thing written down and then put it somewhere where you can see it. That's filled with manly maxims. Ooh, I love it. Let's go through that a little bit. All right, first thing, hupanome is a courageous endurance. First thing from this definition is being steadfast means being courageous. It means being strong in the face of suffering. Yep, this situation, whatever the situation is, it might be scary and it may have struck some fear in me may have struck some fear in you, but I'm going to hold my ground in the face of it and I'm not going to cower. I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to cope because I want to be steadfast. Hupanome is a courageous endurance that defies evil, which means you and I need to hold fast to what is good and to what is true. One of the things that makes Hupanome possible, you like if you want to be steadfast, if you want to be Hupanome, you got to know what you believe. You got to know your values and you need to be living by those beliefs and by those values. That makes being steadfast possible. If you don't know what you believe, you're going to get tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by like every little thing that comes at you, and you're not going to be able to actually be steadfast. You're not going to be anchored. And notice that it says it defies evil. It doesn't openly attack or provoke evil. But no, steadfast defies evil. Evil advances, and the steadfast man, he says, no. Nope, I'm standing my ground in defense and I'm able to do that because I know what I believe and I know what's good and I know what's true. So I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to defend what's behind me. That's what being steadfast is. It's not It's not necessarily aggressive. It's more defensive than anything. Hupanome describes a wounded soldier who endures the pain and keeps fighting the enemy. <laughs> I wrote this down. Man colds do not get him down. <laughs> the steadfast man is not taken out by a man cold. My wife's a nurse, and she tells me all the time that her worst patients are men in their 20s. <laughs> I think that's funny. She complains that, like, most of these men, they can't handle any sort of medical care, like a needle. Um, and she, they'll say that their pain's a nine when it's really a three. And every time she talks about it, I laugh because I, th- I think it's funny. But it's like, imagine a wounded warrior, someone who's defending their homeland. He's not going to stop defending his homeland because of an injury. No, it's, it's going to take something more to keep him from defending his homeland. He's going to like look at his injury and be like, no, people's lives are at stake, so I'm holding fast and I'm going to keep fighting this battle. I'm going to keep defending my homeland um, because that's part of being steadfast. A steadfast man is willing to endure some pain for something greater than himself. 
which means that you and I, we need to live for something greater than ourselves. If we want to be hupanome, if we want to be steadfast, we need to live for something greater than ourselves. We need to lay down our life for something greater than ourselves, which I've said this before, which first means our families. First, it means our families. Don't lay down your life for your work, but lay down your life for your family. Hupanome describes a plant living in harsh conditions, which tells me, which says to me, a steadfast man is not trying to do everything that he can to living a comfortable life. Men who try to live a comfortable life, um, and I can say this, I think with some pretty good certainty, men who try to live a comfortable life and they strive for a comfortable life, do something to their soul. Something dies inside of their soul when a man gets too comfortable, when he gets too domesticated. Uh, My favorite example of this is from a TV show, Parks and Rec, and it's Tom Haverford. If you've watched Parks and Rec, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't watched Parks and Rec, go watch it. It's hilarious. Pay the $5 for Peacock. Skip season one and two because they're trying to be like The Office, but they're not The Office. And just go right into season three. You won't have missed anything. But Tom Haverford is a man obsessed with comfort absolutely obsessed and if you've watched parks and rec you know what i'm talking about um there's that episode where ann goes over to his apartment for the first time and he's got blankets all over and she goes he's deeply in debt but his apartment is really comfortable um or when he goes camping he has to bring like furniture from sky mall and he has to have a tv and a milkshake maker and like he he can't even handle the outdoors for they're on a one night camping trip and it's funny but Tom can't handle any amount of discomfort. Um, he gets his finger smashed in a bowling ball and you would have thought he was having open heart surgery. Like it's a, he's a funny character, but I would never describe Tom as a steadfast man. He's too obsessed with comfort to be steadfast. And Hupanome, because it describes a plant that could live in harsh conditions, like I think if we want to be steadfast, we can't, we got to do everything we can to avoid that uh, draw to live a comfortable life because on the inside it's going to kill something in our soul. A steadfast man stands firm in the face of those who would persuade him to act dishonestly. So that means, again, a steadfast man has values and he knows what he believes and he stands firm on those beliefs. Theodore Roosevelt was a master at this. There were like many times when um, representatives in New York would try to entrap him. This was when he was in his early 20s. They tried to entrap him so that they could get rid of him, um, and he never fell for it. So just so you know, Theodore Roosevelt was not super popular as a politician um, with anyone but the American people. Like, people who worked in politics did not like Theodore Roosevelt. That was true in his 20s, his 30s, and then when he became president. They actually made him vice president because they didn't want him to run for president, and then, voila, what do you know? Um, But there was actually a time when um, some of these representatives hired a prostitute to try to entrap him. and this this prostitute was to try to get him to give her a ride home and the representatives they were waiting at the drop-off point with cameras ready to catch him and he was married and he's like um no i'm not getting in the car with a woman i don't know because i'm married and i i'm not going to dishonor my wife that way and so he refused to get in the car but he paid for a cab and this kind of thing happened to him all the time but you a steadfast man stands firm in the face of those who would persuade him to act dishonestly or to compromise on his values. Um, And in our day and age, um, this may have been true for all of human history, I'm not really sure, but if you stand your ground for what you believe to be good and true, 
people are going to come after you. Actually, I know that I know that that's been true for all of history because they tried to do it to Jesus over and over and over again. If you stand your ground for what you believe, people are going to come after you and try to do anything to get you to cave. But a steadfast man holds his ground. He's not going to compromise on his values. I think of um, Senator uh, Joe Manchin. He's a Democratic senator out of West Virginia. So he's, he's aligned with the Democratic Party on a lot of pretty much everything. But there was some stuff recently where he's like, nope, I'm not voting for that. And his vote was key to getting the legislation passed. And he's like, sorry, it doesn't align with my values or what I think is best. And he wouldn't cave. And if you can just imagine the pressure that this senator was feeling as the Democratic Party all around the nation had him on the news and they were coming after him and like, but he he knew what he believed and he stood firm um, and he refused to be persuaded to act against what he believed to be good and true. And that rounds out our definition. But it, this last part is, is, I love it. It's a, in short, hupanome is a conquering constancy. It's a steadfastness in the face of pressure to give in. Being steadfast is part of being a man. It's being, a, it's a conquering constant, constancy, excuse me, and steadfastness in the, pre, uh, wow, tongue twister. If I edited, I'd delete that, but I don't. So moving on. Hupanome, uh, which means steadfast or endurance, also could mean patience. It's all over the New Testament. And um, I did a word search for it, and I picked out just a few of the verses to go over because I want you to know that being steadfast, being hupanome, is a Christian value. Christian men throughout history were steadfast, um, and these men who were steadfast, they brought about all that you and I take for granted, which I know you're probably not gonna, you've not been told in a lot of your history classes, but everything that you and I take for granted in the West is a result of Christian men who's, who stood fast and held strong to their beliefs. Um, everything from human rights to hospitals came from Christian men who held their ground based on their convictions from Scripture. Um, I think of William Wilberforce. Um, He's the one who was able to get the slave trade abolished in England prior to the American Revolution. I think it took him 20 years, but he was so convinced that this was evil and wrong that he held his ground even when no one was like no one wanted to get rid of the slave trade except for this man. And it took I think it was around 20 years. We'll have to look. Don't quote me on that. We'll have to look it up. But he held his ground for that long. He's being steadfast is part of being Christian. Um, We are far from being weak. Okay. All right. First verse, James chapter one, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. That is when you face suffering of many kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. There's hupanome and let steadfastness have its full effect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And then again, in James chapter one, just a few verses later, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. So when trials come, when suffering comes, you you stand fast. Steadfastness, we talked about this, it makes you strong. It has an effect on your inner man. And according to James, it makes you perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, I don't don't think morally perfect. Um, That's what Jesus is for. But what I think James is saying here is that the man who can endure trials and endure anything, or the man who can endure trials and suffering can endure anything. Um, it's what's needed in life is endurance. And why, like, why count sufferings and trials joy? Um, it's not false joy. It's, it's because you know 
these trials and these sufferings are the medium that are going to make me perfect and complete. They're going to make me strong. They're going to make me the man that I want to be. It's, it's you being able to say, I can handle this because this makes me better. This makes me more into the man that I want to become. So count it all, count it all joy when you face trials of many kind. Let endurance, let steadfastness have its full effect. Going back to what Pop said, embrace the desert. You're going to hate it now, but you'll be thankful later. You know, how about Romans 5? Not only do we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces hupanome, steadfastness or endurance, but and hupanome produces character, and character produces hope. Quick aside, who talks like that? Like, for real, who who says that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope? I've never heard a non-Christian talk like this. I've never heard suffer like a non-Christian talk about suffering as a good thing. I've always heard it talked about as something that needs to be fixed and not viewed as something that can actually fix us, that can make us strong, that can give us character. I only hear Christian talk, Christians talk about that. Being steadfast, being hupanome, it produces character. If you want good character, you're going to need, need to stand firm through some sufferings and th- some trials um, where it would be really easy to compromise on your beliefs. But instead of compromising or coping, you stand firm and you endure it. And you know what? It's going to be uncomfortable. It is. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to make you strong in your inner man. It's going to change your character. Jesus says in Luke twenty-one nineteen, by your hupanome, you will gain your lives. You have everything to gain by being steadfast. And then this great verse from Hebrews 10. This is a good one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, hupanome, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. But we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are those who have faith and we preserve our souls. Ooh. Do you remember when I said uh, something happens to the soul of men when they seek comfort at all costs instead of enduring the trials life naturally brings about? You know, it does something to your soul, seeking comfort and shrinking back from the hard stuff of life, the trials, the sufferings, it, it destroys your soul. You, you are a man made in the image of God and, and you are, God designed you to endure trials. He made you that way on purpose. And when you, when you do everything you can to avoid it and you try to get comfortable, it destroys your soul because it's not how you were designed. Okay. There's a lot of more verses in the new Testament about this word hupanome. Go do a word study. You can go on, just Google Hupanome. Um, I encourage you to do that. I just wanted to go through a couple of them to know that, th- like, hey, this is what the Bible says about this word. It's not just a great word. Um, it's actually in, in the oldest text that we have. Um, but now you're like, you might be thinking, all right, that's great. Like, how do I become steadfast? I know I need to... In- I need to endure my sufferings and trials and that makes me steadfast. But like, what else can do I do? Do I just decide and voila, I'm steadfast. Um, well, yeah, you do need to decide, but there's no voila. Um, for Remember, sufferings do have to happen. Uh, but there are some other disciplines and some other things that we can do to become more steadfast, more hupanome. Um, and I'm going to go through these just real quick. Um First thing you need to do is you need to know what you believe. Did a podcast episode on this. I'm actually planning on doing several more. That's the most listened to podcast out of all of them is know what you believe. If you want to be steadfast, you need a foundation to stand upon and your beliefs need to be aligned with 
with reality and they need to be aligned with what's good. Um, so for example, uh, using the content of this podcast, what do you believe about suffering? Is suffering something to be avoided and comfort embraced? Or is suffering something that can have a power, powerful effect on your spirit and on your character? And depending on what you believe about suffering in this example, that's going to determine how you act. If you believe suffering is something that needs to be avoided, you will avoid it, and it's not going to change your character. But if you believe suffering is a power has a powerful effect on your character and on your inner man, you're going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to suffer through this. I, I got this. And what you believe changes how you react to things. And it's good. You need to know, you really need to know what you believe and you need to have some clarity on those. Like, what do you believe about God? But not just that. What do you believe? What do you believe about marriage? What do you believe about truth? And in, in an age where, um, to say that you have absolute truth is a sin, uh, you need to know what you, what, do you believe truth is relative or do you believe there's absolute truth that humans can know? Um, I believe that there is absolute truth and you can actually know truth and you can align your life with what is true. I, I believe that full heartedly. Um, what do you believe about truth? What do you believe about human sexuality? What do you believe about um, sex outside of marriage? What do you believe about money? What do you believe about education? What do you believe about um, raising children? What do you believe about responsibility? What do you believe about, you name it, dealing with um, stuff inside your character? You got to know what you believe in order to be able to stand firm. It's it's the foundation that you stand upon. Okay. So now that you know, once you know what you believe, next thing you can do to get more steadfast is you can intentionally do hard things. Like do hard things on purpose. Um, this is a practice. It's a discipline for when actual hard things come your way. Um, so consider it like that. Do a really hard workout that has you bent over your knees wondering if you're ever going to catch your breath again or a workout that's so hard your mind's like you better stop or you'll get hurt um you probably won't um take a really cold ice bath for as long as possible your mind will tell you to stop you'll be fine it's uncomfortable it sucks maybe don't go longer than eight minutes because uh you know hypothermia but (laughs) better throw that in there before someone tries to sit in an ice bath for 30 minutes that would be bad I'd be in so much trouble. Um, oh, and I lost my train of thought. Ooh, here's another one. To do hard things. Tell the truth. Ooh. That can be hard to do. Um, tell the truth. But it will make you steadfast. It's so easy to lie under um, under pressure. Or when you're in a trial, it's easy to lie to others. And it's easy to lie to ourselves. Um but if you tell the truth, it's going to make you steadfast. Find a way to work some hard things into your life. It's going to it's going to pay off, pay dividends in the end. So know what you believe, do hard things. Like Pop said, embrace the desert. That's the third one. Embrace the desert. Recognize that sometimes life just sucks and we need to embrace it. <clears throat> Don't try to get out of it, just embrace it. Eventually you will make your way out of the desert, but sometimes life is just difficult and that doesn't mean you need to avoid it or make sweeping life changes. Most of the time, you just need to endure it. It'll end. It will. All right, so we've got know what you believe, do hard things, embrace the desert, and then this this wonderful one, have fun. Um, I'm currently reading um, Endurance by, I can't remember the author's name, um, and I'm reading it because me and Pops are going to do an episode on Shackleton and his men. And if you're f- not familiar with the story of Shackleton, Shackleton was a ship captain 
um, adventurer guy. And he, he and these men, they tried to cross Antarctica in the early 1900s for the very first time. No one had ever crossed Antarctica, and they wanted to be the first to do it. And on their journey down to Antarctica, <laughs> shocker, their boat got stuck in ice. Um, <laughs> and it got stuck so stuck that there was nothing that they could do. And they had to survive on this boat for nine months. And then they eventually had to abandon ship as the ice crushed the boat and took it under. They actually just found the ship. That's why we want to do an episode on it. And there's a lot to learn from these guys, but then they had to live on the ice and then make their way across the ice back to the ocean, um, living on small rations. And they're never, never warm. They're most of the time they're like wet cause they're living on ice. Um, and they're, they're literally just trying to stay alive. And one of the things that shocked me about this book, other than how phenomenal it is, it like, it has me on the edge of my seat (laughs) with every page. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Um, what shocked me though was I would have thought that it was only a grind for these men. Um, cause they're stuck. They, they, all they can do is endure this really crappy circumstance. There's nothing they can do to change it. But what shocked me was that's, they didn't just endure it. They had a lot of fun. They did everything they could to make the most of it. They played pranks on each other. Uh, they had talent shows. They played games. They did anything and everything they could to, they could think of to have fun in order to endure their situation. And there's a lesson there. Enduring is hard enough when you can't change anything. And fun, like we said in our last podcast, fun will make it better and it will make it easier to endure. Um, instead of coping, let's go have some fun. Um, it'll make it easier to endure. And if you can't change anything anyway, where you, and you know, if you can't, it's time to endure. Um, also read endurance. It's so good. It's got so many leadership lessons and the things to learn about being a man from Shackleton and all his men. Um, it's become a favorite. I'm really excited about doing a podcast with pops on that book. He knows he's read like every Shackleton book that's I think ever been written. Um, all right. So last thing, we're going to know what we believe. We're going to intentionally do hard things. We're going to embrace the desert. We're going to have fun. And the last thing is don't suffer alone. Um, life is hard enough as it is. Um, suffering is hard enough as it is. Enduring is hard. Don't do it alone. That's an exercise in futility. Ecclesiastes says, pity the man who falls and has no one to pick him up. There's no need to endure alone. There's nothing noble about being able to take on the world by yourself. And uh, you're not that strong. I'm not that strong. No one is that strong. We need other men to help us in our sufferings. We need other men to help us in our lives. Other men, men, you like, I know it's like have female friends. That's fine. That's good. You need other men in your life who know what it's like to be a man and who can help you get through the hard stuff in life. Surround yourself with good men. Um, it will help you be steadfast. It's going to help you endure the sufferings that is that are going on in your life that are changing you. Um, because being a man is being steadfast. And so once again, I want to close out this podcast with this definition because I just, I love it so much. Being a man is being hupanome. It's being steadfast. And hupanome is a courageous endurance that defies evil. It's far from being passive. This quality involves an active resistance to hostile powers. It describes a wounded soldier who endures the pain and keeps fighting the enemy. It describes the ability of a plant to live under harsh conditions. And it describes a man who loves honor more than anything else and stands firm in the face of those who would persuade him to act dishonestly. That is being steadfast. 
And you know what? You can do this. You can be steadfast. Maybe you haven't been steadfast in the past. I know I haven't, but I believe that you can. And I believe day by day you can become a more steadfast man. And that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and share it with your friends. If you share it on social media, if you tag me, I will repost it. Um, Social media is Keaton.Tucker. That's on Instagram. Um, And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.